Thanks for joining me, friends, on another episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. Uh, today is our guest. Our guest is Hema Vaez, and she's an omnipreneurial psychologist, uh, speaker, also mentor. Uh, she guides the path to commercial success, evolutionary and inclusive leadership, and well-being and positive impact for independents, startups, corporates, and diverse global audiences. So she also just loves, as we kind of talk about during this episode, she just wants to help people. She wants to help people in any shape or form. Um, she's a beautiful heart, uh, beautiful soul. So I have a lot of information uh, in the show notes. So definitely check that out as well. So otherwise, thanks again for listening and I'll catch check in with you on the other side. So welcome and thank you in advance uh, for being on the podcast today. Um, so my guest is Hema Vias. Um, if you didn't know that, and didn't hear that in the intro, um, but I love um, for you to actually kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, about your background, because you have like a renowned, you're a renowned speaker on heart wisdom, human consciousness, spirituality, health, energy medicine, um, the science of Ayurveda. And you've had almost like for 30 years, you've been practicing as a psychologist as well. So where did this actually, this huge journey that you've been on, where has this actually started for you? Uh, so I fell in love with psychology when I really wanted to understand my background. I, uh, you know, have a sort of complicated childhood. It was beautiful in lots of ways, um, but complicated, born in Africa, moved to India when I was, you know, a baby and then moved to England. And so grew up in this sort of cross-culture, growing up with, you know, sort of very Indian values and spiritual values and then being thrown into a very Western world where they didn't understand a lot of things and mm -hmm. and not realising that for people I was an anomaly until I grew older. And so I always had an interest in people, very empathic as a child. And so psychology was just this kind of organic kind of thing that I was going to grow into and just and loved it, but it didn't answer everything for me. There was lots of things missing and, you know, it was very slow because psychology is very much about science and mm -hmm. evidence and, you know, research and and there were things that just felt very intuitive to me, things that I just got that I just knew was right, was a knowingness. And you sort of question, where does that all come from? Mm -hmm. And that sort of blended together with my spirituality, you know, seeing the world through the eyes of spirituality, the expansiveness, quantum psychology now. And so bringing it all together and really helping people make sense of the world in the way that I had to journey to make sense of my world um, and how I fit in and where I belonged. And, you know, my, my sort of passion is really helping people let go of stories and let go of things that aren't serving them and to help them get to a place of real understanding real knowingness and ultimately really really being powerful in their own right in their own lives and so that's really what the journey has been about for me in a nutshell in a nutshell and it's I you know as you the last couple sentences you just mentioned you know people coming into their own power I've been actually kind of working through a lot of these elements myself recently 
Um, and, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, sometimes we have to seek outside help, you know, we can't figure out everything on our own. And, um, you know, I've, I've ventured into actually myself, just finding someone else to talk to about this, a psychologist, a therapist or something like that. And I really think that with those, yeah, exactly what you just mentioned, uh, all those do really interconnect in, in a lot of ways. Um, so you're also a yogi. Um, so kind of, and you're living in this, in this sister science of Ayurveda for many years. So how do we actually align the heart, the mind, the body intelligence in that perspective? Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I really think it is about sort of bringing all elements. So I love what you said that, you know, there should be no shame in getting outside help. We all are kind of, you know, professionals in our own right with whatever we're doing. And we have to get help for all the other things. We would think nothing of getting a painter decorator to come in and decorate our place if we're not painters and decorators. So why should we worry about getting some support, you know, to really help with aligning mind, body and spirit and mind, body and heart? Um, Because for me, you know, it was starting off with psychology was one aspect of it. It was the cerebral about understanding the brain. And then as I delved into the spiritual, you know, it was really about consciousness and and the heart and the energy of the heart and how that plays into decision-making, motivation, all the things that psychology looks at. And the final piece for me was really discovering jnana yoga. So I grew up with sort of understanding yoga Mm -hmm. in the way that most sort of Westerners know in terms of the asana, the poses, the postures. Um, But jnana yoga was slightly different in as much as it really brought the three together because jnana yoga is about the sort of yoga of wisdom, how do we bring wisdom into our lives? And wisdom is very much about, you know, our body's intelligence, our brain intelligence, you know, the cerebral intelligence, but as well as the heart intelligence. And how you bring it all together is you use your breath, you use meditation, you go deep into yourself because when you silence thoughts, when you let your body speak, when you let your heart speak, when you let your your unconscious mind speak as opposed to your conscious mind, you get to wisdom. For me, wisdom is that deep knowingness. Intelligence is things that we learn, things that we've experienced, things that we've thought or people have told us. But wisdom comes from having experienced it. Now, we can't go through life experiencing everything, but what we can do is experience it internally as a knowingness. And I think, you know, Jnana Yoga really brought it home for me. It was about using different postures of the body to let the energy flow, was using the breath to really energize and activate parts of our organs that carried memories and really, really energizing the heart and allowing the heart to speak what it knows and the heart sort of understands, you know, infinite possibilities. Mm -hmm. So the heart isn't limited to our physical reality. And wisdom comes from stepping outside of our physical reality of what we think we know and stepping into what's possible. 
Wow, that's amazing. So I, I'm not really familiar with, you called it, was it gamma yoga? Is that what you refer to? The, gyana. Gyana, okay. Yeah. Um, where where does that, I guess, where does that, where does that lineage stem from? Is that something that you discovered along your path? Was it something that was in your heritage already or? Yes, it's part of um, Ayurveda. Gyana mm. basically means knowledge. And so it's the yoga of knowledge, so which is different from, you know, the yoga that we know in terms of the body. But the body right. holds a lot of wisdom as well. And so Gyana yoga was very, you know, back in the day, Ayurvedically speaking, it was really, you know, just passed from student to teacher it wasn't something you would learn about in terms mm-hmm. of books and courses and um, it was part of uh, what we now know is kundalini yoga but it's only mm. one aspect of kundalini yoga mm-hmm. um, but it's what I grew up with I grew up sort of knowing the Hindu scriptures mm-hmm. a lot of the old old texts that are centuries old that contain all this wisdom and and really just digging into it and learning. I actually learned with um, a, a beautiful man in America mm. and he doesn't teach courses to the public. He allows students to find him through whatever means. I found him very serendipitously and he taught me a lot of what I, I practice. And he told me a lot of things that I already instinctively knew but when he said it and explained the science behind it, it made sense. And what I now love doing, Laura, is doing the same for other people, helping them understand the science, that there is a science to this. This isn't just spiritual woo-woo. This isn't just, you know, something you could think about as a theory or would be lovely as an ideology, but it's actually a truth. It's been around for centuries. And when we apply it to our own lives, mm-hmm. you know, our lives and our consciousness expands. And, and that's what empowers us. We're not empowered by the things that we do. We're empowered by who we become. And part of becoming who we really are is about letting go of all the things that is not us, all the conditioning, all the hypnosis from society, and letting go of all the things we've picked up from other people that doesn't actually belong to us. Mm. And Gyana Yoga is very much about letting go without the analysis and so I think it works for a lot of people who don't want to do the, the years of analysis in yes who they are yeah the inner work yeah the all the inner work that seems to go on forever um so exactly. kind of yeah and so like I'll kind of back to what I was even saying before about my own personal journey it what recently has kind of came up was, you know, I was really lacking in just a creative inspiration. And um, so as part of your um, many talents that you have, that you're helping, offering different kinds of help to different kinds of uh, businesses, people. So how can we actually increase our creativity and our creative thinking? Because again, that was something I was really just kind of stuck on and it didn't really it just took something, it did just take one thing to kind of let that spark kind of open up again. But if you're approaching this on like a business standpoint, or maybe you're coaching with someone, um, how would you first tell them, I guess, to be able to increase that creativeness side or creativity that's within them? 
Um, so I think it, it's all of it is a journey. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you there's no shortcuts in life, Laura. You probably found that. You know, mm-hmm. but ultimately, aligning who we really are is a process and it's a journey. Some people are closer to it than others. Mm-hmm. Some people already have tapped into that creativity. But what I would say that, you know, creativity comes from a mind, body and heart alignment. And how we allow that to happen is to really, really understand who we really are. And part of that is that meditative journey. Being able to meditate allows a creative process to flow abundantly because what creativity is, is a blend of you know, the logical aspect of who we are, the imaginative aspect of who we are, and then using the two to step into our hearts. When we step into our hearts, when we go into what I call silent space, we create space, and that is where creativity is born. Creativity exists in all of us, but if we want the creative impulse, if we want to be more creative and find more creative solutions, then the real one thing that I would say is you've got to create space. How each person creates space is dependent on who they are and what their lifestyle is. You know, we're all different. So there is no one shoe fits all. It's about finding what really, really works for the individual. So it might be a case of, you know, doing some work on letting go of all the things that they learned um, that stops creativity, all the things that they thought they were that stops creativity, and really being able to step into your heart space and being able to really listen. Mm-hmm. I always say that the heart is telling us exactly what we need to know. So if you're looking for a creative solution to a problem, mm-hmm. somewhere in your heart you already know what that answer is. The trick is to really be able to step into your Most people can't because they don't know how to slow the mind down. The mind gets in the way because the mind is trying to give them answers from the past, answers that it thinks that you want, answers that it thinks other people want. And so one of the steps we would take is really helping people find their authentic self. And finding your authentic self is really going on a bit of a deep dive, whether it's, you know, um, through sort of education, through sort of learnings, we, we do programs where we teach people these different tools, how to really, really get in touch with who they are, but also encouraging them to meditate and, and teaching them why and how meditation works, the science of meditation, and really understanding, you know, how powerful at all it is. And it's all within us. And so when we find that authenticity within ourselves, creativity flows. When we create space in our lives, then creativity flows because creativity is nothing but what is possible that has yet to be manifest, but it's not manifest because we're stuck in the 3D reality. We're stuck in the physical reality and we've literally got to get out of our minds and into our hearts and and creativity, inspiration um, and that critical thinking just begins to flow as a natural course. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Um, so this is like my final question, which I, I always I really enjoy these, the responses I get from fellow guests, because everyone's had such a different experience. And I feel like they're continuing to have a different experience as we kind of grow and morph with whatever's going around or around us. 
So what do you feel is the most valuable lesson that you learned during 2020? Um, that it's not just about having physical space. Um, it's about having emotional space. Because, you know, what a lot of us learned, and, and not everybody by any means, but a lot of people suddenly were faced with a lot of time where normally they would have had busy lives, you know, commuting to work, rushing out after work, doing lots of activities and seeing lots of people and doing lots of things. And, and where that sort of slowed down or stopped for a lot of people, you know, I realised that there were two types of people. There were those people who had a lot of time, a lot of space, and did very little with it, mm -hmm. you know, and they just got stuck in the mindless distraction of, you know, turning to things that made them feel better temporarily um, but was not ultimately fulfilling. And they came out of it not so great, the end of it, because, yeah. you know, that they were they were stuck in, in 3D reality, as I um, and then there were those people who really used that space consciously, who took the time to go, I'm doing the things that I always said I wish I could do, but I don't have time to do. And you realize it's not true. You know, a lot of people were, who were busier did more when they were busy. When they stopped being so busy, they stopped doing as much because they were sort of caught up in, well, there's nothing to do, so I'm not going to do anything. Whereas those people who use that time really constructively, you know, 2020 was either a blessing or it was it was one of the worst years, you know, one of it was a, just a terrible year for so many people. And I think for those people, it was one of the best years, one of the most constructive, most useful years were the ones who looked at the fact that, you know, you cannot have control over your external realities. Therefore, the one thing you always have control over is your inner reality. And I invite everybody, if you haven't already, you know, find a way to bring into your daily life an inner discipline, a discipline to go inward, however you want to do it. There are lots and lots of different ways of doing it. There isn't just one way. It's not just about silencing your thoughts with meditation. Be in nature there's lots of different tools that you can use being creative even if you're not very good at it you know creating something making something art yeah. doing something because when you tap into your inner self everything begins to flow and all those things that you think are problematic or difficult or you can't get over or you've never got over or stories that you've told yourself all disappear they all disappear because energy can only occupy one space at a time and when you are busy being grateful when you're busy being um, creative when you're busy being entertained in your own self rather than looking for external things then you are going to find that life flows beautifully so mm. you know it's not about physical space it's about emotional space and what you do with the space that you have oh. Wow. It makes you really think like, how did I use, utilize my time? But I think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> well I think I did. I think I did. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, well, I appreciate you being, again, spending your time here with me, your energy. Um, so thanks so much, Hema, again, for joining me on Heartful Consciousness. Um, my pleasure. Yes. So thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. 
Andy. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, everyone, for listening. So I hope you enjoy the conversation with Hema. And like I kind of mentioned, I gave you a little teaser in the um, intro to this. So she, Hema is actually going to have a um, a course that's going to be available probably by the time this is all you be airing. So it, it involves around experiencing our true nature of love. So uh, I'll put that information in the show notes so you can check it out. Um, and she'd also like to invite everyone to her free community, the Heart Renaissance. For, it's, it has complimentary guided meditations, talks, and resources to tap into the heart space. So again, thanks again for listening. As always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends.